Good afternoon. This is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. We have another great show for you today. And as is our usual custom, we're going to begin with praise and worship to prepare our hearts for today's message entitled Peculiar. And thank you so much again for joining are tuning in to In Hot Pursuit. When the day is over And those thoughts set That's when I start to wonder Where do I fit in? But then you remind me that you're holding me tight. You say the past is behind me, and it'll be alright. And you say to me,
sleep, my child. It'll be all right. Sleep soundly, my child. It'll be all right. I'm right here, my child. It'll be all right. I won't go anywhere. It'll be all right. You're in the palm of my hand. It'll be all right. My arms are wrapped around you. It'll be all right. While you sleep, I watch over you. It'll be all right. I'll take care of your loved ones. It'll be all right. Your future's in my hands. It'll be all right. Your past is forgiven. It'll be all right. Your future is secure. It'll be all right. I forgive you. It'll be all right. I'm your friend that sits closer than a brother. It'll be all right. Sleep now. For when the morning comes, my mercies will be new. It'll be all right. That song is entitled, Where Do I Fit In? And there's a couple of artists that were singing on that. Justin Bieber, um, Tori Kelly, and Chandler Moore, and Judah. Um, so, man, it's a good song, and it's a good segue into our conversation today, entitled Peculiar. Because oftentimes, so many people ask that question, where do I fit in? And I think we're so busy trying to fit in that we uh, forget that, uh, number one, light and darkness don't abide in the same place. But number two, the scripture says that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and a peculiar people. And so sometimes we look at being different as being this like disease or this bad thing that, but God has made us unique. You know, the Bible says that he has even numbered every one of the hairs on our head. Okay. Every one of the hairs on our head has a number y'all. Right. And so I just wanted to remind you that being peculiar is it means to be chosen, to be loved by God, to be created and designed and uniquely fashioned by God. And so there is nothing wrong with that. And I think sometimes when we see um, when we're trying to to live in the world. You know, we, we're, we're in the world, but the Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us struggle with living in the world and yet not conforming. And the only way not to conform is to continue to draw closer to God. The Bible says, if you would draw close, if you would draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. That was God speaking. He said, if we would draw closer to him, then, you know, Everything else will take care of itself. We don't have to conform or compromise who God has called us to be 
And after he has transformed our life, after he has changed our heart and changed our mind, I think we're still trying to figure out where we fit. And the matter of fact is that you fit in the body. God called you to be a part of the body and the body is many members, but we're all essential to the body. And so when we understand who we are and we understand that we were purchased and and brought um, with a price, we've been his blood. Is what paved the way for us to have the forgiveness of sin. His blood has, has paved the way for us to be able to have access, to be able to come to his throne boldly. Um, peculiar is not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. It is to meaning to be set apart. It means to be beloved by God. It means to be chosen by God. It means to be used and, and for God's purposes in the earth. And so don't ever, ever, ever discount the fact that you don't fit in as something bad or, you know, advantageous, like we have to fit in with the world. No, we need to draw the world into the kingdom. We need to be able to show the world that we are light and salt in the earth. We need to be able to show the world what it's like based on the way they see us conducting ourselves, and they see our character, they see our conversation, they see our conduct. They should want they something about us should 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 illuminate, right? And it should stick out and it should say, man, something is different about her. Something is different about him. And there's nothing wrong with being different. And I think, again, we make it seem like it's so bad to be different or to be unique when God has, we just need to be who God created us to be with all of our wittiness and our quirkiness. God still loves us and he fashioned us and it's in that diversity that he uses us, right? He uses us because now, because we have different stories and we're from different walks of life, we can, you know, draw other people. And so there is, you know, to me, a designated type of people that our stories are going to resonate with. My story may not resonate with everybody, but those that it resonate with, it can cause great impact or great influence. And I think instead of discounting our stories, our competing, our trying to be liked, our trying to be popular, our trying to be um, the greatest influencer <laughs> in the earth, um, instead we should be focusing on really just representing and really reflecting the kingdom of God in the earth. So, and know that whatever it is, because there's some stigma in our society, in our culture, because we're always going about with the trends and what's the latest, greatest fashion and who has the most likes and who's the greatest star and all these kind of things. It's just like this fanfare. And, you know, so many people are running after the crowd. It's hard for us when we don't run after the crowd. It's it's us. It's almost like we're going against the grain. And that's sometimes I think what that 
friction is when we think about being peculiar or when we're trying to answer that question, where do I fit in? Because we feel that friction. We feel that tension when we go against the grain instead of going with the crowd. Let me encourage you that it's okay because Jesus himself had to go against the crowd. Jesus himself did not fit in with the Sadducees and the Pharisees, but he had to go against the crowd. Jesus did not fit into people's little pleasant box. He wasn't boxed in. He was constantly defying tradition and constantly um, defying the religious laws and the religious leaders. And that is okay long, but his, his whole objective was what? To serve the father. And I think if that is your focus, and if you continue to allow that to be your path, then like the song said, everything is going to be all right right? When the storms of life come, we understand that we have an anchor in Jesus. And when the storms of life come to try to cause us to be unsteady or unstable, right? Or cause us to get uprooted and not be planted. I think when we, when we focus our mind on Christ and just serving and pleasing and following him, and I know we don't live in a bubble, but we can still live here, live out our Christian life with the with the power of the Holy Spirit helping us maneuver the ebbs and flows of life, right? The different situations and circumstances of this thing called life. And we still can be a set apart people. God has still called us to be sanctified and consecrated and set apart for his use for. And it really what is his use for the upbuilding of the kingdom? Everything that we do now that we have become sons and daughters should be for the kingdom for serving and promoting and not just promoting, not, not just a lot of fanfare and a lot of fan, fanatics, <laughs> but really a heart devoted after following and serving God every day. And I just believe that he'll cause us to grow and he'll cause us to mature in our walk when our focus is on him. But don't ever, ever, ever apologize for not conforming or for not compromising or for not going with the crowd. It talks about in the Bible, the narrow way. It says many, many go down this path of, of destruction. Many, you know, go down this road of, of damnation. Many are going down that road. And there's a lot of people going down that road. It's the narrow path, right? The narrow path is to seek to serve and to follow Christ every single day and to live a life that pleases him. That's the narrow way because there's a not, a, it's not a lot of fanfare in that way. There's some friction in that way, but you don't have to worry about fitting in. You've already been adopted into the kingdom. You know, <laughs> you've already, you know, he says that he don't, he, he no longer considers us strangers, but he calls us friends, Right. Um, so God has already adopted us and brought us into the family of God. And that's where we fit when we become a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ. That's where we fit. And yes, you know, we're a peculiar people because faith doesn't make sense when people are rattled and walking and living in fear. Faith doesn't make sense when the world is going this way, but our hope remains in Jesus. Uh, it doesn't make sense that we shouldn't be losing our mind 
but people don't understand it's the peace that we have that surpasses all understanding that is keeping our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. And so never apologize. Be unapologetic about following after God. That's what I want you to know today. I want you to be unapologetic about following. The struggle is you're wanting, you're being tempted to go back into the world. Sometimes that's the struggle and you got to kind of, you kind of got to put a stake in the ground and make up your mind. Like the old people used to say, well, we say the old people, but in church, I, they weren't necessarily old people that said it. It was just in the Pentecostal church that I grew up, you know, for Christ I live and for Christ I die. And that was the statement. And that's where you really do have to get your posture. Your heart posture has to be in that place for Christ I live and for Christ I die. And you got to become to a place where you get bold and courageous and unapologetic about living a life to please God and to follow him. Don't ever, ever, ever apologize for wanting to please him because the only life worth living is a life that pleases God. All right, guys, I hope you guys have been blessed by this segment and just know that everything is going to be all right. If you keep your eyes fastened on Jesus, he will always lead you down the right path. He will always give you what you need to maneuver this thing called life and to live for him. And so I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you give us wisdom? Would you continue to direct us and you would continue to lead us and guide us uh, in the way that you would have us to go, Father God? And I pray that you would give us boldness. You said that the righteous are bold as a lion. So, Father, give us boldness to be able to stand and be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Father God, help us to be um, unapologetic about our confession and our faith in you. Help us never to be ashamed. You said that we would deny you, then you would deny us before the Father. And Lord, we help us to be bold and not be ashamed of the gospel. Give us boldness to stand in the truth of your word. Give us boldness to stand up for what is right, even if even if everyone is advocating wrong, Father, we just love you and we praise you and we trust you and we thank you, Father God, for saving us. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for being our redeemer. We thank you for being our refuge. We thank you for being our fortress. We thank you for being our keeper and our sustainer. Father, we love you and we praise you and we're unapologetic. Thank you for calling us to be peculiar. Thank you for choosing us. And thank you, Lord. You said we're, and thank you for calling us out of darkness. Thank you because now, because of you, you called us to be the righteousness of God. You made us the righteousness of uh, the righteousness of God. No works of our own, but because we believe in you, when we believe in you, and when we confessed you as our Lord and Savior, you put us in right standing back with the Father. And we love you. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, I hope you have, you've been blessed by this episode today. And again, this is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart, what, to hunger after God. Until next time, be blessed.